Welcome hmm. to episode 383 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says... You know what your problem is, Bravo? You're so short, your brain is just too close to your asshole. Nice. Yeah. You know what that's from? Starship Troopers. No, it's from an Ian Bellamy favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. DC Cab. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking to myself, like, what's an oddball movie I could pick a quote from? I'm like, I want to pull something from DC Cab. Boy, there is a lot of quotes in that movie you cannot use today. (laughs) (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Wow. That is an old movie. Yeah. I can't believe Mr. T was in this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, who wrote this? Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. and that's I had I didn't watch it even. I, I was just going through like the IMDB quotes. I'm like, wow, that's uh some liberal use of some words you can't use today. No, <laughs> you really shouldn't have been using that. Oh, that's a big old yawner from you there. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched a, watched a movie. What were you watching? Uh, Gemini, man. Is that any good? I've thought about watching it, and I'm hesitant because it's Will Smith. Um. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah the the thing with the movie was the will will smith acting and stuff wasn't the problem for me yeah as it usually is yeah you know i thought will smith was actually really good no oh, okay. it was the cgi that i had a problem with wow yeah yeah bad cgi can ruin a movie that's for sure yeah, yeah. i mean you have to watch it yeah there was like fight scenes between him and you know what the premise is, right? Yeah, it's like it's like a younger version of him and Yeah. Like yeah. But the like, younger version yeah, of him was cloned or something. It was all CGI. Yeah. So even the fight Ang Lee even did the fights in CGI. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could get past the younger Will Smith in CGI. But I had a problem with the fight scenes being all in CGI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Not good. Nah. Nah, it wasn't good. Yeah. But I liked the movie. Yeah. And the premise of the movie was good. You know what You're I mean? Right. right. And the acting was good. It was. The acting was real good. Yeah. And it wasn't like Will Smith over the top. Will Smith. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was a good movie. It was just the the CGI ruined the movie, not the yeah. I thought personally. I have to give it a viewing. I mean, there's I don't know. I didn't feel that like you'll see when you watch it. Some of the CGI just wasn't necessary. Yeah. Yeah, you could have done better with a stunt double. Unless Will Smith broke his back or something, I could not understand. You know, the CGI that was used. Yeah. 
Because <clears throat> the fight scenes are so quick that you don't really need, you don't really even see the faces anyway. Right. So you can have this stuff on Will Smith. Mm-hmm. As Will Smith, I mean, and you could have just jetted in the CGI. But it was just, it was almost too fast. Yeah. It's kind of, it was, yeah, it was just kind of weird. But, but it was good. I mean, like, as far as the plot and the acting and the story was really good. Right. And just failed on the CGI parts. Yeah. Which is like, unfortunately, you know. A large portion of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Like a large, especially later on in the movie. You know, and that's where it really got. Yeah. Pretty, pretty fuzzy there. I was like, nah, didn't need to happen there. This yeah. is just a fight scene. Yeah. I've seen Will Smith in fight scenes. He can do this stuff. So you'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the first time that's happened to me. Where the bad CGI took you out of a movie. Yeah. Like, and I am, this really affected me, I guess. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I also watched The Babysitter too. Okay. I don't know if you've heard about that or The Babysitter. No. no. It's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. The first one was actually pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I liked it a lot. Right. The whole <clears throat> it was about a kid and and uh, the first one was about a kid and these people in high school and they were friends with the babysitter. Well, they ended up signing a pact with the devil and they needed virgin blood. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. I know it's a classic tale, but like there's a lot of funny twists to it and like um tongue-in-cheek type of stuff and yeah it was really good the gore was good Mm -hmm. um so i enjoyed the first one a lot right okay um just because it was it was kind of retro to a certain point but you know what i mean it was good Mm -hmm. it was a good horror film and i had low expectations for the second one yeah (laughs) because i'm sure they rushed it right um yeah, any modicum of success, especially with a horror franchise, it's like, you know. Yeah. Ka-ching, let's go yeah. out that second one as quickly as we can. Right. And it started off good. And then it kind of got worse about halfway. Yeah. And then it just got bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It did have something I didn't see coming until, the, until it happened at the end. But... Uh, you know, there was one part they were fighting and, you know, all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, someone just throws a ball of fire. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And he actually said it. Yeah. And it like set it up like the Capcom game almost. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you just lost me completely. <laughs> like I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like. That this whole sequence should have never been in this film. Yeah. It stuck out not only as a sore thumb, but it was almost like a disgrace. It's like, and you just decided to throw this in? You know what I mean? It's pretty bad. So 
a two thumbs down for me. It, it was just for babysitter two. Babysitter one, you you liked. I loved. But the one yeah. you just watched was two, which was awful. It was. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it started off good, and then it just went to shit real quick. Yeah. Yeah. God, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I know. I know the feeling. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Has there I mean, ever I, been a horror movie like that that the sequel was as good as the original? Hellraiser. Okay. Maybe. Phantasm. Like it, it seems, it seems like especially with horror movies, like the horror movie sequels, like really suffer. Aliens, I know, we're cross genre, but right. In in essence, Alien was a horror movie. Yeah. <clears throat> Just happened to be in space. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to think. Part of an action movie. What's that? Like I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Like I, you know. I guess like Paranormal Activity two is supposed to be as good as the first one. Yeah. Um. Blair Witch certainly wasn't. Ooh, ooh. Oh. I'm trying to think like Halloween two wasn't as good yeah. as the first. Mm, Halloween two is pretty good. Yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Friday the Thirteenth Part two. Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't as good as the first. No, no, it was not. That movie's fucking awful. <laughs> I'm thinking too. Yeah. I mean, they just, they just, they, they're, they're, there really isn't that many, you know, that's, that really come out and say. Nancy just texted me aliens. So yes, Nancy, I know. we Ian said that, but uh, yeah, but also too, Aliens is more of an action movie than it is a horror movie. It is, yeah, it's but more um, sci-fi action than it is horror. Yeah, there's, I mean, there is creep factor, but nothing like the first one. No, no, not even close. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like especially when that came out, nothing, nothing like that. You'd seen anything like that. You know what I mean? Like an alien popping out of the fucking someone's stomach like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I get, I, I mean, if anything, Alien Three is more horror based, but that's so fucking awful. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that Hellraiser Two was pretty good from memory serves. Yeah. Versus the first one. Right. The first one was more of a story based. Yeah. From memory. And I enjoyed Phantasm 2, like I said. But I'm trying to think. Halloween 2 was, I think. I think Halloween 2 was as good. Yeah. Personally, just because I think that it was just one movie. Right. One and two. Um, Yeah, I really can't think of anything else. Because, right, like I said, like horror movies ha- do have that that stink about them because it, they're mostly done on the cheap. Right. That if the first one is a is a hit of any type, you rush that second one into production. 
because you want to strike yeah. while the iron's still hot. Right. You know, and so a lot of times, like, those second movies just end up, like, you know, being really fucking bad. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, other movies, like the second movie, like, even though it may not live up to the, it, there's at least been, like, some time. Like, you know. Right. But, like, horror movies, they do have that stigma of just, like, you know, okay, this worked out really well. Let's make a second one real fast. Well, I'm hoping this new Halloween yeah. is going to be as good as the last one that was made. I, I, do I have, have a feeling that it will be. I, I do, too, because they, they wrote this as a trilogy. Right. Like The, the guys who were doing this, they, they, they had a plan all along for three movies. So, yes, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I have high expectations because the first one was so fucking good. <laughs> it was. I mean, you like know. you talk about you talk about capturing a time period, yeah, in a bottle and then transporting it to to modern day. They did it. They exactly. did it with the they did it with the lighting, the look of the street, yeah, the party, the music, everything. It just fully encaptured it, and then at the end of it, they threw that fucking house from hell. Yeah. To trap him in, which was like brilliant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it all just made sense. So. Lori, Lori Strode spent forty years preparing for this moment. Yeah. It was badass. Even the surprise shocker of the woman. Yeah. <coughs> the daughter. Of her daughter faking it. Yeah. That was badass too. Yeah. And then you see the bars come through. I was like, oh shit. He just stood there. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's just so bad. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's better than, I mean, that's better than four or five. Four or five. I mean, five is terrible, but that's better than H2O. I mean, it's, this, right. this was a good, yeah. I mean, it was better than the Rob Zombie movies. Yeah. It was just, it was just so well done. Yeah. You know, when I saw that, uh, you know, people were actually, it was funny because when I saw that people in the theater were like screaming and yeah, watch out and, you know what I mean? Like there was yeah. actually there was a lot of audience reaction with that. Yeah. With that film. Like, I don't know, it just it just had all the magic about it as as the first two, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any sequels that live up to. Yeah. I watched an oddball film today, but something I've always wanted to watch uh-huh. because it has a a very, very loose Pittsburgh connection. Okay. And that's a movie called Million Dollar Arm. Okay. And the premise of the movie is this sports agent um, convinces a financer that they can go to India and find a major league pitcher from all these guys that play cricket. Okay. Because you, you you watch cricket and I mean you know they they do some wacky shit with that ball and you know it, it's a much it's a much different game but his thinking is the the concept of throwing the ball is kind of the same we just have to teach him the correct mechanics from for baseball 
guys can right. try to crick it. And we can do this. We can do this. We'll go over there. We'll we'll do it as a game show over there. Yeah. Called Million Dollar Arm. And the top two winners get to come to the United States, train for six months, and then have a major league tryout. Yeah. That's the concept of the of the, the whole thing. Uh-huh. So the, I mean the, the movie, so it stars John Hamm as the agent. Um uh-huh. And I mean, it's a good enough movie. He goes over there. They find the two guys who who can they feel they can mold into major league pitchers. Um, bring them over to the states, and it's all about their transition, and you know his transition. You know because he just sees them as a not as property, but as like um his investment. Yeah. You know he needs them to pay off. Right. You know, and um, but long story short, at the end of it, you know, they 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 have a, a major league try and they get signed by the Pirates. Okay, and that's a, this is a true story. So like, and it's like one of those things. Like I remember this because this was 2014, <laughs> and it's like one of those weird things. Like you just you remember like it was like of course the Pirates are gonna sign a couple of guys from India that have never played played major league baseball before. I've never played baseball at all. You know, uh-huh. of course the pirates are going to do that. And they, they signed them. And I think they lasted like two years in the minor league system. They didn't make it past double a ball. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it, it was still an interesting story of, you know, and now like, but because of all of this, because of everything this guy did and what they took back to India, um, you know, baseball, is becoming a sport that children are interested in in India. And, you know, if you're major league baseball, if, if you're, you know, it's opening up a market of, you know, 1 billion people to your product. Yeah. If you can just yeah. get one, like, like if, you know, that the old thing was like, you know, like if a Korean guy ended up playing major league baseball, like everybody in Korea watched every time he pitched, you know? right. Or someone in Japan, like, you know, you're opening up that market and everybody wants to watch that guy. So it's like the kind of the same concept is if you can get one guy from India right, on right. a major league roster, the eyes of India will be on major league baseball. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's it's an interesting concept from, like, that standpoint. But I was just interested in it because these guys ended up being, like, you know, in the Pirates minor league system for a couple of years. Right, right. It was a good movie. I mean, yeah. it, it was, it was a Disney movie. Say so Disney fied it a little bit, I'm sure, and you know. Yeah. But it was, it, was it, it, it reminded me of. Um, did you ever see that movie, The Rookie? Yeah. With uh, with uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. I actually saw that in a theater. Okay. Not because I wanted to. Uh-huh. It was um at the time the the woman I was dating Renee. Like she could not figure out movies I liked at all. Like it, like my taste in movies baffled her. Mm. But she knew I liked baseball. We went to the baseball games, so she like got me tickets like a preview showing of this movie. Mm. And, and I knew the, the the story of the guy that the, the yeah. movie was about. It was a true story, and I knew I knew you know he ended up making a major league roster and he ended up pitching. You know, I, like I knew his story. Like he, he was from Texas. He made them the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays <laughs> uh-huh. and he made his major league debut 
you know, with the te- against the Texas Rangers, uh-huh. you know, as as a relief pitcher. So I knew all of this. So like I knew the story, but like it was still interesting because I like I like you know Dennis Quaid. Yeah. And um, but you get to the point in the story where he's pitching in the minor leagues and he gets told he's getting called up to the majors. Ah. Uh-huh. And like everybody in the theater went like, <gasps> at the same time. Like everybody was shocked that this moment happened. Like, like you're talking about like like seeing Halloween and like everybody was like really into the movie and like you know look out get out get away you know that shit. Like everybody in the movie theater like at the same time like like took like this like <gasps> oh my like I like, couldn't believe he made the major league roster. Like and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you don't know the story. Like yeah. how are you watching this movie? Are you just like that hard up for a feel good movie that you came to see? Like right. you have to have an inkling that he's making a major league roster at the end of this. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it, like it baffled me that like like the entire movie, including the girl sitting next to me, was like, <gasps> wow. At the end of it, she's like, "You didn't seem surprised he made the major league roster, because like, I, I knew he did. I knew his yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. You know, this was on Sports Center three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know." <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm sorry I wasted your time. I'm like, I still enjoyed it, you know. Yeah. I like I like Dennis Quaid, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I knew it's kind of like watching Titanic. I knew the end of the story. I still could enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mowed the lawn today. This is in, this is an interesting story, and I, and I know everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he mowed the lawn again. Who fucking cares?" But, but like today, like we we went from like summer to fall overnight here. Yeah. You know, like it went from being like eighty five degrees to being fifty five degrees within like one day. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like I mean, so this morning I went out, you know. I'm looking it over and I'm like, man, I just mowed this two weeks ago, but it doesn't look bad, but I should just do it. Yeah. You know, like don't, don't let, don't let it happen. What happened last time. Just, just get on it and do it. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Huh. I'm, I cut this motherfucker in 20 minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, and hardly broke a sweat. Huh? Like, and I'm sure 99% of that was not because, like, I'm in any sort of fitness shape at all whatsoever. I'm sure it's all about, like, it was 52 degrees outside as I was mowing the lawn. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but still, like, it was nice to walk into the, like, I, f- I finished mowing the lawn, put it up to get re- to, to get the, you know, plugged in the charger, walked in. I took off my shirt, and it wasn't like taking off a wet towel. Yeah. You know? I was like, oh, that's nice. That's my, it must be how like normal people feel. <laughs> how pleasant. <laughs> <clears throat> it just shocked the shit out of me. Like, like I knocked out like the back, like in no time. Like it was like bang, 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 done. I did this like the side and all the way down to the side steps in no time. I was like, holy fuck. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna get myself some liquid because I feel like I should be doing that anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not, like I'm not sweating. I'm not I'm not feeling like overly exerted, but 
I'm just going to hold myself off for a minute here. And I thought that like I, I sat for five minutes, got back up, did the rest of the yard, bang, bang, boom, done. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. This is nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> A little better than uh, the wet mop out there. Oh, that's the worst. Because, like, I mean, like, your, your shirt's just, like, sticking to you and, like, it's hanging hard on you because it's, like, my, like, my shirt's, like, so drenched in sweat. Like, like, the thing is, like, I sweat heavy anyway. Like, I've, I've always said that. Like, you know, I, I'm somebody who, like, when I was in shape playing high school football, during warm-ups and stretches, I would break into a sweat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's going to happen anyway. So, but, like, today it was just, like, you know, I wasn't, like, covered in sweat at the end of the, right, the right. job. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's amazing. <laughs> like, my cool down period, like, usually if I finish, once I finish mowing the lawn, like, I sit in the kitchen for, like, an hour, like, Sipping Gatorade and just trying to like stop sweating. And like today, I was like, eh, I think I'm just gonna jump right in the shower. I think I'm, I think I'm good. <laughs> nice. You know, at least I need to cool down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I hate mowing the fucking lawn. <laughs> I do. you don't like being outside. Well, like it, it, it's not even that. Like it's just it's like. I've never been like a fan of like yard work. You know, like I know there are people who like it and I don't even say like it, but like they like having like this like manicured look to like their property and stuff. You know, and like they take special care to like because they want to enjoy their their space. Yeah. And to me it's just like fuck. I don't want to do this. I don't give a fuck what it looks like. It wasn't for the fact there was a city ordinance. I wouldn't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just let it grow. Let the critters run wild. Nice. Yeah, but no, I got, I got to cut it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, well, it's a cornucopia of excitement today. Let me tell mm-hmm. you. Let's start with the big one. Let's just start with the All big right. one. You know, this week we we finally got our first look at season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, I'll tell you now that that uh, I got a stirring in my uh my groinal region that I I couldn't explain. <laughs> it looked pretty good. It did. Yeah. A little right. X-wing action, a little tie action. Yeah. I like. I like. I like that. A little speeder bike action. I think. Yeah. Is that what I saw? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> There's all kinds of stuff going on there. There is. I mean, it, there was a lot going on and. You know, the thing that everybody, a lot, well, I want to say everybody, but a lot of people went crazy about was there was a, um, Sasha Banks, who's a WWE wrestler. 
Yeah. She was the hooded figure. Yeah. That one scene. And uh, everybody's going nuts. Like, oh, there's Sasha Banks. And, you know, she has blue hair. Huh? What's that? What was was your question? No, she, what did you say? She has blue hair. Yeah. Like, like in the wrestling room. Is like that she, a connection to Ahsoka? That's my assumption. My, the, the, the thing that most people are assuming is that she is playing Sabine Wren. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Sabine is a Mandalorian, but she was in the uh, the Rebels cartoon. Yeah. So, and at the end of the Rebels cartoon, her and Ahsoka are going on a search for Ezra Brigger. So, yes, she is a connection to Ahsoka, which is so, like, everybody's assuming because of, you know, her hair in WWE being blue and shit, that apparently, because Sabine was a character always, you know, she was a graffiti artist, She like, even her Mandalorian armor didn't look like Boba Fett, like, it was all different colors, and she, like, did shit like that. Uh-huh. So, like, and her hair was always, like, blue or purple or some shit. So like everybody's assuming that that's who this character is, which would be kind of cool. Like I, you know, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. But I love the, the the baby Yoda moment where he like closes the little little protective shell. Like fuck, shit's going down. <laughs> As he fires off those fucking fireflies or whatever they call. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Like you said, like like the the thing, the whole thing with the X wings. Yeah. You know, I love X wings. They're like one of my favorite ships of all time. Yeah, they look good too. Yeah. I like the um the fact that they're showing like different types of races too. Like the last guy he throws a knife through is a definitely a descendant of um. Not a descendant, but same race species as um, Darth Maul. I have to rewatch it. I don't know if he was a Darth Morian or not. I think he was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a fucking expert, but. Right. He looked like one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had the point. You know what I mean? Like the facial yeah. structure was. He was a little bigger, but I mean, like. Yeah. The same type of facial structure. Head structure, I should say. Well, the Cyclops was apparently in like a a a, uh, a member of that species was in the um the cantina, the original cantina scene. Apparently, oh yeah, I saw somebody say that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, yeah October thirtieth. Wait. Huh. <laughs> What's his name? Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah. Did you read that? No, what, what was that? He quit. I didn't know that, no. From my understanding, he quit halfway through the season. Did you not read that? No. <clears throat> Good, look that up on your old, your old uh, computer there. Yeah, Yeah, look it up. Yeah, but anyway, those 
the look okay, of it. So... You find it? Rumor, Pedro Pascal quit filming The Mandalorian Season 2. Let's see what this says. Uh, the new rumor claims that The Mandalorian actor Pedro Pascal when quit was filming. That? When was that done? What, what, what day? September 16th. Okay. The rumor comes from YouTuber Grace Randolph during her Mandalorian Season 2 trailer reaction. Randolph first points to Entertainment Weekly's recent spotlight on The Mandalorian Season 2, where showrunner Jar Fathero notes Season 2 would introduce a larger story in the, in the world. Favreau explains the new season is about introducing a larger story in the world. He has the stories have become less isolated, yet, hope, yet each episode has its own flavor, and hopefully we're bringing a lot more scope to the show. Executive producer and director David Filani adds, everything gets bigger, the stakes get higher, and and the, the personal story between the child and the Mandalorian develops in a way I think people will enjoy. Favreau then explains that he, that they will be following different storylines outside of Pascal's Mandalorian. He tells EW, as we introduce other characters, there are opportunities to follow different storylines. Uh, he continued, this was re- this, the world really captivated by Game of Thrones. And how that evolved as the characters follow different storylines. It's very appealing to me as an audience member. Randolph notes, this is evidence to back up her information, which she claims comes from two different sources. She goes on to note that this is that this rumored row with Pascal began when the actor wanted to film a number of scenes with his helmet off. Randolph explains while season while filming season two, Pedro Pascal really wanted to have some scenes with his helmet off. However, she notes the Mandalorian cram team wouldn't budge on this. So she so Pedro Pascal, from what I've heard from two sources now, was frustrated about this and also pretty darn uncomfortable in the Mando suit on set. So he became difficult. In the final straw, though, even though he was difficult to be around on set, the final straw was that he went to Lucasfilm, and from what I've heard from my sources, to try to get them to intervene on his behalf and you combine that with Lucasfilm already trying to get involved with the story aspects of season two, which I've already also already heard, including focusing on more standalone episodes rather than making them more connected, which I heard the Mandalorian creative team wanted to do so. So it's kind of a happening at the end of season one. Randolph then details that Pascal was asked to leave halfway through filming. So when Pedro Pascal left, went to Lucasfilm, the Mando team was like, you know what? You should just go. And Pedro Pascal did, and that happened halfway through filming. <laughs> she later states, "Now that I've said, I've heard the breakup was pretty bad with both sides." Interesting. The same EW article that Randolph originally cites regarding Favreau teasing new storylines and characters that also reveals that Pascal did in fact agree to take his helmet off to help Gina Carino film scenes. EW's of a blah 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 blah. No, the final episode, season one, Pascal does say it's Halloween Factory. So, blah, blah, blah. yeah, you know what? I don't know, man. This is all over. And you know, but this YouTube, is like a EW. we'll see. This is like a YouTuber like putting pieces of a puzzle together that I don't know exists or not. Yeah, but this is on other sites too. I know it is. I, I mean, it is. You're right, but at the same time. It's kind of like one of those deals where it's like, hmm. But if he did, 
Okay. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, I would want him to, but other than the Rocky Dennis moment, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, here, here's the here's the thing that I, I, I don't buy about that. Like, I feel like, I mean, the rule, the, the rules of this were basically laid down in season one. Like, if if his big argument is, I want to have my helmet off more often. If if I I want to be Sylvester Stallone and Judge Dredd and have the helmet off, you know, yeah. then you should have thought about that when they told you what the character was in season one. Right. You know what I mean? Like. You can't come to me in season two and say, hey, you know, you know, I think it would be cool if he took the helmet off more often. Because right. he's not going to do that. It's not the character. Right, right, right. You know, we've established this. We've established the rules that this character plays by already. Right, right. You can't change those rules. Now, I mean, I don't know. Until I get official word from Disney that he is no longer involved with this project, okay. like, I'm just not buying it. Like I, I'm sorry. Like I get, I, I get it. Like yeah, there are sources that are picking up on this, and but I mean, you're basically it's a YouTuber saying that she's heard it from two different sources, and like I, I'm just not, you know, until so, somebody more substantial comes along and says I can confirm this. Okay, I'm just, you know, I just thought I'd bring it to light. I, you're bringing it to light, and like, and I get what you're saying, but like, like the argue, the, the argument that they're saying that he's had about wanting to and why he's leaving this this project halfway through makes yeah. no sense to me because you know what the character is, you know, right? And and in all honesty. You you can almost do it to a point like you know they, they they had three actors like him and two other people doing the role of the Mandalorian. All you really need him to do is be the voice, right? You know, I mean, you know, in all honesty, right? No, I know. I'm sure there's stuntmen in them suits. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there are some scenes where he's in the suit. Yeah, no, I no doubt. Yeah. But they, they did say like there's a lot of all scenes also where it's like, you know, they had a stunt man for certain stuff and they had another guy for, for other things. But like so he was in the suit like a third of the time. Yeah. You know, well, he didn't have to be in the suit at all. And just provide us the voice. Yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But the trailer looked good. Yeah, the trailer did look good. Yeah. Now, on to some oddball stuff. Okay. I found this. This is one of those things where, like, at first glance, you look at it and you say, well, this is this is fake news. This 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 couldn't possibly happen. Okay. But then you realize it's from a semi-reliable source. Okay. You go, okay. 
it really did happen. <laughs> a Michigan driver pulls a Dukes of Hazard stunt over a Detroit bridge. Wow. So, apparently, a Michigan man was arrested on Wednesday night after apparently jumping a Detroit drawbridge in a Dukes of Hazard fashion, according to multiple reports. <laughs> so, apparently, this drawbridge is going up. I have no idea what this dude is thinking. He guns it and, like, jumps, like, go, go, goes up the ramp, jumps, comes down the other side, blows out all four tires, and, and just goes barreling into a safety um, barricade on the other side of the bridge. Like, what in the living hell could you have possibly been thinking? I don't know. Have you ever drove up to a drawbridge before? No. It's intimidating. Like, like, I can imagine. It goes through your head in a split second. You know, you're like, yeah. man, I wonder if I can do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're thinking to yourself, can I do this? Can I? Yeah. Could this possibly happen? You know, we've watched enough car shows. You know right. I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, like, when it starts getting steeper and steeper, you're like, nah, I don't think so. And then you're looking at a wall. Yeah. Yeah, because it comes straight up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that's that is really steep. Yeah. Now, I do have personal experience with drawbridges down in the Gulf Coast. Right. So I'm very familiar with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And being right up on it. So yeah. when it first starts going up, you're like, yeah, I could, if I gunned it, I could probably make it. You know? <laughs> Yeah. And then about, and that's your mind changes pretty quickly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, oh, yeah. you know, they don't, it isn't like, you know, they're just going like that. I mean, they're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So after about two seconds, you're like, man, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, like, because you got to figure. Like, as they're coming up, like, I get it. Like, you start thinking to yourself, like, fuck it, I could do this. I could fucking do this. But the problem becomes, like, the other side. Like, even if you clear it, which, you know, depending on how high it gets, you, it's, it's, you're kind of saying to yourself, yeah, I could, I could clear that. I could clear that distance. You just kick it into gear and take off. Yeah, but when you're in air, that thing's still going up. Yeah, I know. That's part of, well, that's half your problem. But right. still, like, you could, cl- like, you know, if you get a good enough launch, but the problem is when you come down on the other side, you're not coming down onto the ramp. You're probably <laughs> overshooting that ramp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's That's not like, a nice, easy come down. Yeah, you're looking at, like, a 50-foot drop. Yeah. 60-foot yeah. drop. I mean, like, you know, cars exploded those heights. Yeah. At least that's what they show us in the movie theater. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to be a gentle landing at all. Oh, not at all, dude. <laughs> you're coming if you're that not hard, hard enough to blow all four of your tires out yeah. and flatten, like, destroy your frame. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be more than your tailbone that's hurting. Like, the thing that they don't tell you is, like, 
how many times they had to like just completely rebuild the like they had like 20 cars in the Dukes of Hazard and a continuous rotation for those stupid fucking stunts. Yeah. You know, continuously just like you know, okay, we'll just take that body off and put it on a new frame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cuz this frame is shot. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> I don't know, that's crazy to me, man. I just can't imagine like reaching the point where it's like, fuck, I gotta I can't wait. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, even if you got a deuce on deck. Right. You know, like I just like I I mean, just is there a, there a bush I can get behind real quick? <laughs> you know, I, I am Stick not door closes in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's nothing that's gonna like make me like take that jump, you know. Drugs. May- Drugs. May- Drugs. Maybe. Make you make take that jump. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but like I I just can't imagine like saying to myself like. You know what? Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. You want to see some shit? Let me show you some shit. Right. I mean, how many movies have we seen of cars falling off bridges? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't want that to happen to me. No. You know what I mean? Into a body of water. I yeah. Just... Nah. Not today. No, not at all. <laughs> like, my irrational fear driving across some bridges. Like, it's completely irrational. I know that, but I've got two hands on the fucking wheel going across some of these, like, bridges here in Pittsburgh. They're, like, up high. Like, the Homestead, uh, the Homestead Grays Bridge. Yeah. Like, I, that one. Like, I don't know why. And I know it's impossible. In my, in my head, I know it's impossible, but somewhere in my lizard brain right now, I got a feeling like all it takes is somebody to lose control of their car, hit me in the side, and I am going into the drink. <laughs> you know, and that's a long fucking way down. I think my my big fear with the bridges is not that. Well, the berm gives me a little bit of fear, mm-hmm. um, especially in the winter. But yeah. Birmingham Bridge is like a scary fucking bridge. Yeah. Not like oh, there's yeah. stuff up on the sides. Yeah. It's the know? same thing with like the high the homestead high level bridge. There's nothing there. Right. Or or the one fucking um the Wilk Wilkin the Wilkinsburg bridge. Not Wilkinsburg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one down from that. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 I mean that, that, those ones like it, it's just like, you know, it's like a handrail in the Monongahela River. <laughs> you know. That's it. Yeah. Well, I think what worries me is not necessarily that happening, but what worries me is the structure of the bridges themselves. Yeah. I mean, you know, shit's getting. I mean, look at look at the McKeesport Port View Bridge. Oh yeah. That fucker you can see through. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's due for to be shut down. Well, no, I mean before when oh, they yeah. rebuilt before they rebuilt that bridge. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could see to you could see to the river. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there were potholes you could see straight down to the river in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But 
what I'm saying is how many bridges in Pittsburgh? City of bridges, right? But not much city of repairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So that that's what makes me nervous. Is when are these going? When is one of these going to give way? Right. Or when's when's a barge going to break loose and you know throw the you know um, when's a barge going to break loose and tap into the bridge and you know knock out the only screw that's holding it up? Yeah. I think that's that's my fear. Yeah. <laughs> it's an irrational fear to a certain extent. And you know what a scary bridge is. And it's not scary from when you're going across it. But it's scary when you're looking up at it. Is that one going to Forest Hills? Oh, yeah. And you can oh, yeah. see it down in North Versailles. Yeah. You know, when you go to that way to say you're going, you know, down yeah. in. The, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. Westinghouse Bridge. Yes. When yeah. you see that fucker from below. Yeah. And it's yeah. still going down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that exactly is what you mean. All fucking bridge. Yeah. I mean, I know the Homestead Bridge is tall. Yeah. But I don't think it's as tall as that bridge. Yeah, that Westing that Westinghouse Bridge. That's that's a tall motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude. When you're looking up at it. Yeah. From down below. Yeah. And it's like, you still know- going down. Yeah, you don't realize like when you're on that bridge how high up you are. But you're right, yeah. like if you're down below going up towards it and like you don't see the bottom of that bridge <laughs> and it's still a like roller coaster high. You know, you're like, yeah. holy shit. Or higher. Yeah. I mean that you're and that thing is fucking high. That is. That's a beast. <clears throat> that's like one of the scariest sights. I hate going that way. Yeah, I do. I, I I prefer not to go that way because I have to look up at that bridge. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's fucking frightening. Because <laughs> the other side is you're thinking to yourself, man, how well maintained is that bridge? Yeah, I mean that fucking. Thing, I mean, when was that built? Yeah, because I mean that's that's nothing but arches. Yeah, and how do you maintain it? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I I've never seen anybody work on that bridge. No, neither have I. Maybe <laughs> the top, but I've never seen anybody down below. Oh. Uh, Hey, Stan, pass me the hammer. There's nobody out there fucking working that thing. No. You know what I mean? <clears throat> That's being held together by rust. It is. And dirt. You know, it's just, it's frightening. Old and dirt you got to think dirt. all these bridges and years and years and years and years of pollution. Oh, yeah. And acid rain and stuff like that. These bridges need some work. Yeah. I mean, people are bitching about the small bridges that are going down, you know, because they repaired the Greenfield Bridge and they did the Port View Bridge and da 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 da. Think about these big motherfuckers. You you think they need repair? Yes, they do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they just did the Dravosberg Bridge not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did that right after they finished the Boston Bridge. Yeah. Because that was a nightmare for me. Yeah. What is there, another 140? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know. But, like, it's just it's one of those things, like, <clears throat> I remember, like, when they, they were doing the Boston Bridge, like, it just, it was a pain in the ass because I had to go completely, like, down through Lincoln Bar. Like, it was, like, so far out of my fucking way to get, like, anywhere. Yeah. Because that, that, bri- that bridge was, like, the only way in or out of town. <laughs> 
you know, yeah. at least to get the direction they needed to go. So like, like socked ass. And it yeah, was like, there's no, there's no bridge going further in the yacht. No, no. I mean, the next bridge for that you can drive over is the 15th street bridge. Yeah. But going the other way, there ain't nothing down there, is there? No. No, not that I can think of. You know what I mean. Yeah, you're going I like towards the yacht. Going south. Yeah, going away from McKeesport. Yeah. Like upriver. Upriver. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything upriver. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a train bridge. Yeah. But like nothing for passengers until you get to the Yacht, yacht Dam. <laughs> yeah. You know. We should have got a ferry service going while they were doing that. Yeah, we'd have made, really. we'd have made a fucking billions. That was the thing. Like it was like, just to go grocery shopping became a giant pain in the ass. Because you know, normally I would have gone, gone across the Boston Bridge, and you know, right there's Olympia, and then down below was, you know, I think it was bottom dollar at the time. Yeah. You couldn't get to any of that. No. You know, and even, even to get to like Giant Eagle mm-hmm. and Elizabeth was a pain in the ass. Like, I mean, it, it was, it was, there was nothing conveniently located near me at that point no. for shopping. And I was like, holy shit. And I was down for months, nine months, I think. It was like almost <laughs> a full year. I know. It got delayed because people were stealing fucking copper. Seriously. Seriously, like people were like, like, like you'd hear about it, like, like copper thieves were like striking because like a lot of that underbridge was all copper and shit. And, like, the, like they were trying to restore it properly, and it was like, holy fuck, like you motherfuckers, don't you understand? <laughs> Daddy needs to go shopping. Yeah, I'm putting ten extra miles on my car a day. <laughs> right. You know. Uh. <laughs> So, anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's what people want to hear about Pittsburgh infrastructure. That's uh, <laughs> right. that's always a uh, a compelling topic, you know? right? That'll pull in the downloads and listens. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else do I got here? I know what I wanted to talk to you about. So. Um, Sony announced this week, you know, they, they, they came out with their big coming out party for the PlayStation five. Um, this on top of, um, Microsoft releasing their next gen system, I, I believe a week before or so. Uh-huh. Um, hey, the <laughs> thing I find interesting about the new, the new consoles is this, there are two different versions of these consoles you can buy. Okay. One with a disk drive and one without. One is completely digital. And the completely digital one is about $100 cheaper than the one with the disk drive for both systems. Okay. Um, what I think so- Sony's basically, you're looking at, it's $499, $399. Okay. And I think, um, what do I see, Xbox. The Xbox Series X 
will have that's the one with the disk drive and the series s is the one without with the disk drive is 500 without is 300 so and this is xbox or playstation that was the xbox series x okay fucking xbox name and shit so the the series x is the one with the disk drive that's 500 dollars. okay the series s is the one without that'll be 300 dollars. okay the playstation 5 there's the playstation 5 digital which is 399 and the one with the hard with the disk drive which is 499 okay okay so my question to you is which one are you buying? Like, are, are you going to go, like, is, do you feel saving? Like, I, I, I know you're going to buy an Xbox. Whenever you buy a next-gen system, you're going to buy an Xbox because you're an Xbox guy. That's a pretty safe assumption, right? Well, I've had an Xbox for a long time. Yeah. Um, but, shit. I haven't played it in le- probably 11 months. Okay. You know, the last thing I played on it was a Star Wars game, and I couldn't even get through that. Yeah. <clears throat> I played more of the Switch than I have anything else. Okay. And I've downloaded everything onto the Switch. The problem with the Switch is is memory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but anyway. Okay. So, I, I get the, like... If you were to down, if you were to upgrade, then, like, would you go digital, or or do you still are you still somebody who feels they need to have the physical copy? I don't think I need to need to have the physical copy. So you you'd, you'd save the two hundred dollars and go with like the Series S. For the yeah, Xbox. probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny that they were they're releasing this like this, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people will ju- go for the digital copy. There's yeah. a whole shit ton of people that stream everything. Well, I definitely feel like with a younger yeah. generation, that's more prevalent. Right, and I think that's catching up. I, I mean, I think they're catching up because remember, mm-hmm. Steam's been out forever. Right, but. Um, but what's that going to do to like, you know, GameStop and shit like that, where they depend on those hard copies of games to oh, turn they're over? Shaking. They're shaking their that, shoes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That you know, that there's a thought there. But they've been shaking in their shoes for quite some time now. Right. Like I, I, I honestly do. I, I, I think, I think if you're under thirty, you are probably. 100 yeah. times more likely to download, to like do a digital download of a game or a movie, even, right? Than you are to, bur- to purchase a physical copy of it, right? I think if you're between 30 and 40, I think that that's fit a 50 50 shot. I think a lot, but I think, but I still think like. I feel like a lot of people in that age range between 30 and 40, the that's the generation where the, the age group where like that, the digital really started to take off. And I still think like 
a lot of people prefer a physical copy, but I think a lot of people like it, I think it's 50 50. Now, if you're for, over 40, I think that that's 75 percent of you more likely to want a physical copy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it, it, it clearly goes down as the older you get. Like, right, right. As weird as that is, like my generation grew up like that. That's like a having the case of a game that you beat is like having a trophy. Right. You know. So plus like it's just like something about like a digital copy of something. Like, uh, like you don't really own it then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But younger generations are more attuned to that than than my generation is. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think that's more natural to them than it is to me. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But I like the idea of a cheaper version of just streaming. Yeah. I think that makes it more... I don't know. I think it makes it more... uh, reasonable to buy a system. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. With the lower price tag. Right. The thing is, too, is, you know, I mean, like Best Buy is already suffering in that department as far as from music to movies to games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To yeah, to everything. Yeah. I mean, that's they're really I think they're really hurting in that department. And you've seen them scale down even before COVID. Yeah. I mean, they're they're becoming so hardware driven and. Yeah, they're trying to transition to even like like appliances. Oh yeah, like sure. you go to a Best Buy now, it's like all you know, there's a whole section of refrigerators and stoves and yeah. you know, like they're, they're they're trying to sell you hard like high end appliances now too that are like, but they'll tell you like, well, the key to this is this refrigerator is like you know it can be tuned into your Wi-Fi, it can do this, that, and that, you know, like that's the like the direction they're trying to go. That they're trying very hard to make a hard turn in what they do. Right. Because you know. they have to get out of it's, you know, it's sort of like the old uh, sun coast video yeah. you know, or West coast video or whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to see what the numbers are for each system. Like, like what, what, like you know, how how does like the the digital version only sell compared to the the one of a, a a disc drive? Well, I'm interested on the hard drive too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how much is how much is this thing going to be able to hold? Well, if okay. you're talking about it like a streaming, what I'm saying is like, if you're talking about something you're going to stream down in, I right. Mean, how big is that? Is the storage space gonna be? Especially if you're playing multiple games. Let me see here. Because some um, of these big epic games, you know, even the smaller ones take up a lot of space. Yeah. I mean, let me see, let me see if I can get some specs here. Yeah, because they're gonna have more space than, like, say, the Switch does. 
Um, hold on a second. That's not what I wanted. Where are you? I had a, a photo, and of course I deleted the son of a bitch. Now I can't find it to save my life. And a specs, motherfucker. Oh, that's just going to piss me off. All right, well, yeah, I'm not finding that. Um, let me see if I can find the specs here. One of them had like a terabyte of hard drive space. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I can't find it. Fuck me. All right. Well, All right. Well, the Series S comes with only 512 gigabytes of yeah. SSD storage compared to the Series X. Which is one terabyte. So actually, the Series S, which is the digital only, you would think you would have more, right? Right. You think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. Um, So as I, I, you know, I that's going to cause some problems, in my opinion. Just because, like. Again, like it's like, it becomes that problem of like, okay, if I own a game digitally and I need space and I delete something off my hard drive, do I have to buy it again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, yeah. You kind of send it into the cloud and then you can yeah. bring it back later. Maybe. I don't know. Cloud. That's yeah, where they're at. Yeah. Welcome to Tron, motherfucker. It's right. <laughs> Welcome to Tron, motherfucker. <laughs> oh. Oh shit! All right. I well. did watch that. Uh, I did watch the uh, that um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High read. Did you? Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see it. Was that any good? It was good. It was more. It was good on the interactions. Yeah. Like it was the, you know, it was like the. Um, I don't know what to call it. Um, you know, someone goes. Spicoli enters here feeling this way and says, you know what I mean? I yeah. forget what the read's called. But guess who did the narrator? Not he was the one that was introducing all the people. Right. Did you hear about this at all? I heard like I know Brad Pitt was involved and I saw um Jennifer Jennifer Aniston was there. Yeah. Which that's kinda Yeah. 
uh, let's see. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. Was there. Um, of course, uh, Sean Penn. Julia Roberts did it. Um, Shia was there. Okay. Played Spicoli, which is he was wow. funny. Yeah, it was good. So what did what did Sean Penn like? Was he the teacher then? No, I can't remember who he played. Okay. Several. And he was his thing. It's it's all yeah. COVID thing. Yeah. Who else was there? Anyway, I can't remember. Oh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was there. And then, but Morgan Freeman did the whole thing. Oh, wow. He, he was, was the narrator. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. But, you know, anytime Morgan Freeman speaks, it's good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but he was reading the Cameron Crowe, like. The stage uh, direction and shit. It wasn't like stage. I can't remember what they call it. It was like a first read where they all sit at a table. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, there she is. She looks like this. And da, 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 da. Yeah. But there was a, but how Crow wrote it, you know, she's like, and there's, there's Julie. Uh, pouting breasts and, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, there's one part where, you know, do you remember Fast Times, right? Yeah. All right, so you remember when she caught him jacking off? Yeah. <laughs> well, Morgan Freeman's rating that whole part yeah. until they come in with their acting part. Mm-hmm. And there he was with his pants half down. And then all of a sudden, Morgan Freeman would just be like, even like, holy Jesus, or something like that. You know what I mean? It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Then they all start laughing, right? It's yeah. fun. Oh, Brad Pitt was there, too. Yeah. That's uh, it tremendous. Was, yeah, it was funny. But I mean, like, it was actually... It was actually kind of amusing. Like it, it was when the breakdown started to happen, it was funny. Yeah. And I and I think that Shy is is a uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Tom Hardy does the same thing. Phoenix does the same thing. Uh, what's that acting? Method called? actor. Yeah, I think they're all meth. Those guys are method actors. That, yeah. Of course. But I think Shy is a method actor. Yeah. <laughs> He was smoking a joint right in the video camera. Like he was in the part, right? Yeah. And then he'd get out, like he was inside of a car, and then he'd get yeah. it, like he was inside of a car when he was doing this read. Yeah. Like everybody else was like at their desks or whatever, you know what I mean? But he was actually in a car because that's where Spicoli was a lot. Yeah. But I mean, like it was kind of neat that he kind of like, and he was smoking a joint inside of his car, then he'd get out of his car and walk around, take his shirt off. Because he never had a shirt on. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that surfer attitude. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was enjoyable to watch. Especially the shit with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Because you know it's uncomfortable. Oh, to a sure. certain To a certain point. Yeah. Because I think Brad Pitt played the guy that was jacking off in the bathroom. Okay, so, he, so Brad Pitt was Judd Reinhold. Yeah. Okay. And then... And- she was Phoebe Cates. Correct. Okay. She was the one that busted him. Yeah. I think. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. Yeah. So right there, just that. Yeah. You know that, that's I mean? the whole, you know, moving a stereo, 
her yeah, taking yeah, off yeah. the top moment. Like that that's like the most one of the most iconic moments ever, you know. Correct. And Morgan Freeman's reading the whole fucking thing out. Yeah. yeah I mean, like the description, the breasts, yeah. the lifting of the shirt, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh <laughs> but uh but yeah, so I mean just that part between the two of them were like yeah, that's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just from a you know relationship, ex relationship standpoint. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. But they I mean, were all into it and it and it went to a good cause. It's for yeah. good testing and stuff like that. So. And it was headed up by Sean Penn and Core. So Yeah. Yeah. I almost wish Penn had, had done Spicoli. Huh? I almost wish Penn had done Spicoli. Yeah. For the only reason of being like the Sean Penn that we know today and that we've known for a very long time is a billion miles away from the Sean Penn that played Spicoli. All <laughs> right. You know, like I could never like if you if you showed somebody like a Sean Penn movie today and said, OK, now I'm going to show you one of his greatest roles ever that nobody likes to talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, he he's kind of put behind them, but we all love him for it. Like people would be like, "No, that can't be the same guy." Right. There's no fucking way. Because yeah. because it's such a huge like like you look at Tom Hanks and you say like, oh, I mean, this is a guy who is in fucking Turner and Hooch and you know the man with one red shoe, but you kind of believe that because like Tom Hanks is great of an actor as he is, like you can believe like that's where he got his start. The bosom you know, buddies. Yeah, the bosom buddies. Yeah, I mean, you can buy him starting off in comedy and then somehow transitioning to serious acting. Right. You know, like you 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 look back at like I mean, I mean that's like the only role I can think of where Sean Penn was like that. Like everything after that is like serious Sean Penn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I agree. I I yeah. just think that like it's like the oddest thing to like the see whole like this. Donna like, film was a stinker though. Hmm? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. you know that was a <laughs> somehow Madonna ropes every one of her husbands into making a movie with her. I know. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to think. I gotta look it up now because what his movies? Yeah, because I'm like oh, really. No. Go down the line, son, because I mean he's made some. Yeah, I mean he's 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 made a ton of movies. I mean you go back. But he, but isn't he's an all around guy though, right? Director, yeah. writer, producer, actor. Yeah, like um. Like Harvey Milk or, or Milk. Yeah. Shanghai surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But he he goes from so he goes from like fast times at Ridgemont High to bad boys which is like you know it was like you know 
prison. That was a prison movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It was actually and, a good movie. I didn't mind the movie. No, it's a good, it's a very good movie. Like you know, especially <laughs> for its time. Yeah. Um. You know, 1985, The Falcon and the Snowman. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a great movie. But I get, like immediately, like almost immediately, it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. a hard right hand turn away from Spicoli to like, you know, Colors in '88, Casualties of War in '89. Yeah. I, we're no angels, I guess. That's a comedy, but that's a stinker. You know, Carlita's Way, Dead Man Walking. I mean, it's just like it's a, it's a weird thing to like, like kind of see like like one of his greatest roles is is just Spicoli, and I'm sure it's like the one thing he probably doesn't want to be known for, but yet he like just used it like for a good cause because he knows people love it. Mm. You know. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's such a good fucking movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we we watched that tonight. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of Cameron Crowe, I saw, I mean, you know, I think we talked about it, the 20th anniversary of Almost Famous. Yeah. Like, Damn. Like they they posted like like almost famous like they they have a Facebook page and they posted the the tiny dancer scene. Oh, did they? Yeah. I love. I, I mean, that, that scene is so fucking good. And even at the That's end, when he's like, even at the end when he's like, I need to go home, and she goes, "Boom, you're home," and just puts her head on his shoulder. I'm like, fuck. This yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so. That's it. That, in, in a shock, we are recording on a Saturday night, and in one of the most shocking turns ever, for the first time ever, PNP history has been made, Thad has not written into us. Oh, wow. I know. I'm... I ain't been this shocked since Nick Perry pulled six 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 ball Halloween. He must be on a bender. He must. I, he, he must. I, the only thing I can yeah. assume is maybe, maybe he found a haunted house that's open. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe he had to travel across this great land, find a haunted house. Nice. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like we normally get from Thad and, and many other listeners. I thought for sure we are going to get an email from, from Mongoose with all the David Lynch talk from last week. But yeah. he's a busy man. He's running. Yeah. Always on the run, that one. Yeah. Uh, you can send us an email like like our, our super fans do on most weeks. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And also you can find us. Um, we are a member of a couple of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. 
Uh, just give them a Google search and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. I uh, can't thank you enough for enjoying our hijinks and or shenanigans, whichever you prefer. Um, it means a lot to us to just know that there's somebody out there giving us a listen. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>